On this edition of Opinions Matter, are you a hypocrite if you christen your child yet don't believe yourself? I would say yes, it is hypocrisy. But I I can see, though, why she would do it um, for the same reasons that I did it. Or are you more principled? I didn't baptise my son. I wouldn't baptise him. If my partner had a problem with that, I'd put my foot down on it. I feel very, very strongly. Or maybe in time, you completely changed your mind. I was born, raised Catholic, baptism, communion and confirmation. But I converted to Islam when I was older. That's all to come. Go Loud presents Opinions Matter. Are you a parent who is currently debating whether or not to baptize your child? If so, well, you'll want to get involved in this uh, next conversation because we received this email last night from a listener called Lorraine. And by the way, if you're listening to this podcast and you would like us to debate uh, anything on Opinions Matter, all you have to do is send us an email to allopinionsmattershow at gmail.com. Okay? Allopinionsmattershow at gmail.com. Anyway, here is what uh, one of our listeners wrote to us. Hi, Adrian. I was wondering if you could discuss something on your show, please. Myself and my husband had our first baby back in April. And I'm completely against having him baptised, but my husband really wants to have him baptised. Not for religious reasons, but simply because we were both baptised as babies, and it's a tradition, because neither of us are religious people. I just think it is so pathetic seeing people putting their children through all the sacraments, baptism, communion and confirmation, when they are in no way religious themselves and would never step foot in a church other than uh, to attend a special occasion for someone close to them. It's extremely hypocritical and I really don't want to fall into that category. Most people nowadays are just doing it for a party or because it's tradition, as my husband said. Has anyone else been in this situation? And if so, what did they do? Am I overthinking it? Katie, you've two young children. And an upcoming christening. And an upcoming... Oh, in in two weeks. Okay, well, congratulations on the upcoming christening in two weeks. Are you particularly religious? You got married in a church? You... I had Todd baptised. You had your first child baptised, and now your second child being baptised in two weeks. And you go to Mass every Sunday, do you? I haven't been to Mass in... I can't re- probably since Tig's christening. Actually, yeah, since Tig's christening. Okay. Now I know that that sounds so hypocritical. It, it absolutely does. It does, and maybe I am a little bit of a hypocrite. But I would kind of say at the same time, you can believe in in something without going to mass every Sunday. Like no, no, maybe not every Sunday. But like, did you even go on Christmas Day? COVID. Oh right. Did you go the Christmas before then? No. No. Um, but. In saying that, every time I take Tig and Clodin out, out for a walk um, in the town I live in, there's a church there, and every single time I'm out, if that's open, I will bring them in. Just have a look, and my little two-year-old can tell me who baby Jesus is, who holy God is, who holy Mary is, who light a candle. And that's all grand, and that's lovely, and yeah, you're... you're it's no you're more te- than I wouldn't teach him about any other religion eventually. No, but the point that I'm making is that, that if you're to be honest, you... <laughs> Couldn't be arsed about going to mass, going to church. Mm. Right, so why? And this is the argument, obviously, that that listener is having, and this is the argument that I will I'll have with you. Why, oh, why would you uh, enroll your children into a club 
that you're not it's even a bit bothered with. Calling it a club. Well, it is. Well, okay. Well, what? How is it offensive? She don't even go to it. It's going to be but a row here today. I are, can feel it. There are people, elderly people, especially who are devout, and they live. The, although I know they're. That generation is dying out and religion is becoming less important. I still think it's nice to be part of something. I don't. Nobody knows what happens when you die, but I think it's nice to have something to believe in. Okay, but you don't really believe in it because you don't practice it. You don't have to go to Mass every Sunday to believe You say your prayers. Um, if I'm really nervous about something, yeah, I will. Uh, or if I lose something, Jesus, I'll pray Holy to God, Saint, Anthony, me, yeah. Saint Anthony. But the point I'm trying to make, and this is exactly, your situation is exactly yeah. what this lady is talking about, that you are... Indoctrinating, then I'll use that word. You're well, like indoctrinating she, your children yeah. into a church that you've long since gone past. You've, I mean, if you were to yeah. be honest, when was the last time you were kind of actively Catholic? Probably in school when I was, or I don't know if getting married counts. But no, because that was just a ceremony in a church. I remember my brother was getting married. He for the re, for the. Because for that reason, he's not very religious and neither is his wife. They didn't get married in a church. I remember at the time thinking, oh my God, why would you not want to get married in a church? Okay, so you got married in the church for the lovely photographs. Uh, yeah, you're you're having also- your child. Okay, but uh, taking that on, why are you having your second child baptized in two weeks? Because I do believe, I, I, li- I would like to believe that there is something there. I would like to believe that there is a God and I would like them to follow, okay, but have you could, you something. Could, okay, but you could do that with lots of different churches. I know, but... I, I'm Catholic. I was baptised. I made my communion. I made. But my you're not really, though. That's the point I'm trying to make. And this is exactly the point of hypocrisy, that uh, you are being hypocritical by saying, I'm getting my kids involved in this church that I don't really want to have anything to do with. And that's the fact of it. That's the hypocrisy. What I'm you don't need to go to Mass every Sunday to be a but good... You're, you're, it's not even that you're not going to Mass. Well, I bring him into the church and I teach him oh, about... For you to, to look at the lovely building. <laughs> no, but I bring him in and I like, if my man's taking him out for a walk, I'm like, oh, bring him into the church there and show him the church. Because I like him to know about it. Okay. I think it's nice to be part of something. So this is a conversation that you may as well have been having with your own... I don't know how he feels about it. Oh, he feels stronger than me. Oh, about getting them christened? Yeah. Oh, right, okay. So what, the question that we're asking you is, is it hypocritical of a non-practicing Christian, because this isn't just a Catholic thing, you uh, get your child christened into the Protestant churches as well, is it hypocritical of a parent or parents to get their children christened if they don't even believe in it themselves? Would you class yourself as hypocritical? Uh, yeah, I am, yeah. 100%, you, you're 100%. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. How many people listening do you think would admit that they're hypocritical? That's a good question. How many would you say are hypocritical? Uh, well, if you look guess. at the amount of people who regularly go to church, uh, a, a huge percentage. No, there's a reason I'm saying that. It's because how many people are probably on Facebook now that are saying, oh, you're such a hypocrite. But I guarantee you, come December, they'll have a Christmas tree up. They'll be doing the whole big Christmas thing. I I'm know, but, it, it, but even, even Christmas has gone past the birth of Jesus but thing. It, it, it's just a celebration. It's not really. It's still a religious. Jesus is religious. Christmas is religious. If you celebrate Christmas, you are as much hypocritical as I am. Christmas okay, so the, again, the question that I'm asking you is, and this is the question that uh, our listener wanted to ask, in one sentence, why are you having your second child uh, christened in two weeks? Because I had my first child christened. That's <laughs> and your answer? No, no, it's but that, not. But realistically, that actually is your answer. It is. I, I, your silence speaks volumes <laughs> that you can't give me a sentence 
That tells because I me want them to be part of something. Wouldn't you? Because I'm Catholic. You go their, to father's, a, um, their father's Catholic. Their grandparents on both sides are Catholic. Yeah. Actually, my parents-in-law, my husband's parents, will be quite religious. Now, they're not Bible bashers, but my um, father-in-law does the collection in Mass on a Sunday, so he would be very religious as well. So you're going to get him to bring the kids to Mass, yeah. are you? <laughs> Maybe. Oh. I, would, I would happily bring them to Mass if it wasn't so early every Sunday. Okay. <laughs> you can go on Saturday <laughs> evening as well. Okay. Right. <laughs> now, uh, Carmel, welcome to Opinions Matter. Hi, Adrian. How are you? I'm good, thank you. You've just heard uh, Katie try to somehow explain, not doing very well, uh, explain why she has decided to uh, christen both her children. Is it a hypocritical thing for parents to do this? I would say yes, it is hypocrisy but I, I can see though why she would do it and I, for the same reasons that I did it um, because there was pressure peer pressure brought to, to bear it you know it goes back generations in the family you know that children are christened older members of the family attend mass regularly and therefore there's the expectation when a child is born that that child will be you know to use your word indoctrinated into the same that, religion that is, that is what you're doing I mean, well, it, it it is. You are making that decision for them, and I do think nowadays, with the changes that have come in around the Enrolment Act in 2018, where it's no longer necessary to have a baptismal cert, which again was one of the reasons I did it. I wanted and, to and, ensure. And, and I have to be honest. Up until a couple of years ago, that was a reasonable excuse uh, for uh, parents that it was you know you yeah. might have had a difficulty getting your children into a school, but that's gone yeah. now. So even Katie, that's not even a good enough reason for you because no, it's, your it's children will get a place in school. Yeah, yeah it's not be, there anymore. That been one of the reasons that I would have had them baptised. School wouldn't have had any, any bearing on it for me. It would have had that Although baptism I would like bar them, still been if there. If I'm being honest, I would like them to have the same experience in school that I had. I loved that, you know, doing the communion with your friends and doing your confirmation. And as a child, you don't appreciate the religious side of things, but I loved all that in school. Even someone yeah, just standing like up saying wedding. your prayers. I know, that's it, but I, I loved it and I think it's an experience. That it I didn't work like, on you. I think, no, but I, I think it's an experience I would like my children to have. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry, um, um, Carmel. She wants her children to have that experience. Well, I think, personally speaking, as a parent, um, I regret the fact that I didn't leave um, the choice up to my own child to decide, you know, if this religion was going to be for her. You know, there are other religions out there and churches where children are much, much older, the teenagers, before they actually... I suppose, sign up to a particular religion because they're considered to be too young and parents are not put in a position where they to make that choice for them. And particularly nowadays at secondary school, they're studying world mm. religions now as well. I don't think, personally as a parent, I don't think it's right for me to make that choice. Um, it doesn't mean I can't teach them about it, let them know about um, the predominant religion in Ireland, let them know... Um, you know, what it's about, you know... But not, not necessarily uh, indoctrinate them in it. Exactly, that they don't have to... They make a decision when they're... I mean, I think 12, 13, something like that, which is traditionally here where they make confirmation, maybe, but then I think it should be a case that children decide, okay, is this for me? Is it not for me? Is this what I want to do? Do I want to become an active part? Because you're signing them up, but actually what you're doing is you're signing them up to a religion that requires that you do attend church, even though you don't need to be religious to it. And I know that point. But realistically speaking, you are called to do certain things like 
go to mass, like, you know, um, break bread, like, you know, go to confession and all of that. But there's the church. If you're going to say you want your children to have that option, well, then surely you should be giving them the whole experience. It's just you bring them to mass on Sunday. Hmm. And that's so, okay, the way. Well, I'm going to bring Katie back in on the conversation again. So, Katie, you're getting your daughter christened in yeah. two weeks. When will she be back in the church again? For a little trip to see statues, or but why does it make a difference if there's a mass being said or not? If I'm bringing them into a church, they're Catholic, and I'm bringing them into a church to again, see you're a just church. you're just taking them into the church for something to do out for a walk. If you're to be honest, no, no, I gen- my my son loves going in. He loves going in and lighting a candle and everything. Really, he and every time we pass the church, he's like, "There's Holy God's house." So he's fully aware, and it doesn't matter what church we pass, any church, he's, he knows. Okay, so he likes to see Holy I'm God. I'm educating him well, then let as me much ta- as I can. Let me take you to the time he makes his communion yeah. in six or seven years. Uh, will you bring him to church regularly between his communion and his confirmation? Um, it's, and it, it's very hard. It is very hard. Your nowadays. silence speaks volumes, At Katie. the moment, it would be very hard to get him to a church together anyway. Could you imagine an eight-month-old and... I'm not talking about now. I'm not talking about now. I'm talking about when they're six and eight. I'm not going to lie and say, yes, I will. Exactly. And (laughs) isn't that the point of this conversation, Carmel? This hypocrisy, that, Katie, you're not the only I parent. Think and, and by are the way, too hard on how often you go to mass. So you don't. It's not about it's how not, often. But it's not even that you don't go to mass. You just have no interest at all. I know you don't. But I do. I do to an extent because I will take him into a church. And it's not just for something to do. I like taking him in. I like the fact that he's in. Well, then why don't you go to mass with him? You try and sit at two and a half year old for half an hour. In a couple of years, then. Maybe in a couple of years, I will. Uh, Carmel, is that the sort of hypocrisy that we're talking about? In my opinion, yes, it is. Because I I do think, to be fair to the church, that if you're going to sign up at the beginning and and put a child into the church and do it through baptism, well, there are certain requirements that they ask of people, and that is that you do support them and you do attend and you get involved in what is, in effect, a community, I suppose, um, of people who attend a church and the same community probably week in, week out, and that children become part of that community if you want them to have that experience. But to kind of have one foot in and one foot out or hedging your best, which is, I've done it too, I'm equally guilty. And by the way, I'm not putting my, I'm equally guilty. Uh, My kids were christened, made their communion, made their confirmation, uh, and I would be the first to admit, why did I even do that when I'd long since given up on the church? Honestly, would you have had them baptized I would think twice about it. And one of the things that uh, my kids did, they went to a multi-denominational school, which is great. Um, It wasn't a Catholic school. Uh, and if if I'd have known maybe before they started school that they were going to be going to a multi-denominational school, I would have thought twice about it. You may not have had... No, I don't know if their mother would have agreed with me, mm. but um, I do feel hypocritical, yeah, I really do. I just think... I think it's nice to give kids something, you know what I mean? And if they decide when they're older that they don't want to be a part of it, they can leave the church themselves. Now, David is on the line, and David, you recently had this conversation with your dad, is that right? Yeah, I did, yeah. Um, and where did the conversation had, go? It was uh, it, it was the, the longest conversation I've had with him in a long, long time, Adrian, I have to be honest with you. Oh, it, it, why? It was nearly two hours. <laughs> it was down for eternity. But um, no, he, he just, he felt very strongly because I'm, well, I'm the fifth of, uh, of five kids and he's obviously seen all of his grandchildren go and get christened and then do their Holy Communion and then do their confirmation and all the, you know, and never see the inside of a church in between. 
and uh, like he just didn't want that for me. Well, he was he sat down and had the conversation with me because he said, "Listen, is this just going to be a day out for you? You know, get them christened, get them into school, and everything else, and uh, and then they're not going to see you at a church until they're seven or eight years of age." And was it? So my, my my take on it was, you know, when I was growing up, my mother gave me the opportunity to, okay, they had me christened and they, and they did what everybody else did, but she also let me get to a point where I could make a decision on it myself and whether I wanted to make my communion and whether I wanted to make my communion. Okay, but, but I have to point out to you, though, at that point you're already enrolled in the church by the time the communion comes around. Um, Absolutely. And the, the truth of the matter is, and this is something I do feel, the truth of the matter is that when you are, you can join, let's say the Catholic Church, for example, you can join that whenever you like. You can join that as a 15-year-old and go and get uh, christened or baptized as a 15-year-old when you make that Mm -hmm. choice. And the question we have to ask ourselves today is how many 15, and let's use that as an example, 15 or 16, how many 15 or 16-year-olds would willingly say, brilliant, yeah, sign me up, pour the water over my head, I want to join up? I guess not many of them would care. They wouldn't. Yeah, that's the point. That's exactly the point. Involved from, you know, childhood, but, but is that, that not giving them maybe a chance point, to care? But at that point, that's a decision that they're making that they don't want to do it. Yeah. That's fine. That's I fine. Agree, we don't yeah. want to do it. That's, that's grand. Mm. But they're making the active decision, no, it's a waste of time, or no, I don't believe that, or for whatever reason. Okay. And would your dad be particularly religious? Oh, so religious. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very debate. So that's why it was even part of the conversation. Okay. So would your dad have, would your dad respect you more if you said, actually, dad, you're dead right. It was all about the party. um, And uh, we probably will never bring the child to mass. So you're dead right. I think we'll uh, hold off on the christening. Would he respect you more for saying that? I don't know if he'd respect me more. He'd respect my decision either way. Mm. As long as I. As long as I explained myself to him and and explained why I was making either choice. Let me have a listen to this WhatsApp voice note from a different David. Critical, uh, purely on the basis that me and my wife are Catholic um, kids were baptised. But the reason they're baptised is because, of course, we'll go to a Catholic school and what have you. And as they get older, they'll want to make their communion with their little friends and their confirmation with their little friends. But as they go into their teens and whatever, whatever religion they decide to go for or if they decide... That it's not for them, but then that's totally up to them. I'm pushing on, but I don't think it's being hypocritical. Now, sorry, David. Um, the conversation with your dad, and I was say, I was asking you, would you, would he have respect for you if you said, Dad, I think I'm being a hypocrite here. I'm not going to have a christening. The conversation went that if you're going to go through with it, I want you at least to see it through until they're an age where they can make a decision. If you're just doing it. For, for the party, I would prefer you don't do it at all. Okay, that, that and what, he mean, the, what he means by that is, if you're going to go ahead with the christening, take it through to the communion and take them to Mass until they make their confirmation and then let them decide. But is that something exactly. you're prepared to do? It is something I'm actually prepared to do, yeah. Okay, so that was the yeah. end result. I wouldn't, now, I wouldn't now, disrespect the, the decision. You okay, know, now, I Casey, there and, and I'm going to throw exactly what David's dad said to him, to you. I would say that in reverse. Meaning? Get them baptised and then let them decide themselves when they're old enough if they want to leave. Yeah, no, that is the conversation. That is oh, sorry, exactly, I thought yes. he said it was the other way around. Well, then, yeah, no, I agree completely. So will you commit then 
Yes. Now, I want you to listen okay. to this because this is what David is committed to with his dad. You get your child christened. Right. In six, seven years, your uh, daughter makes her communion. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not really expected to be at Mass until they make their communion. Will you, between communion and confirmation, bring your two kids to Mass every week? I'm not going to lie. I know I won't do that. Yeah, you see. I can sit here and tell you now that I will. And, I uh, David, this is exactly what your dad was thrown back at you. You either... Sign up to at least commit to that much until they're old enough. To, my point is you don't need to be going to Mass every weekend. But then what are you signing them up for? To, Why are they making their First Holy Communion? Their First Holy Communion is to enable them to receive communion when they go to Mass. But there's no point if they're not even going to go to Mass. But you've got this thing about, you know, you're a hypocrite if you don't go to Mass every Saturday, so, or every Sunday. So you think I'm hypocritical for not going to Mass every mm. Sunday. But how no, do you, no, no, you can do what you like. No, but you, you think it's hypocritical like. for me to baptise my kids when I don't go to Mass every Sunday? And you couldn't be arsed. Yeah, why, why didn't you bring them to a mosque? But can you not believe in God or believe in Jesus and believe in the sacraments without going to Mass and sitting in front of a priest every Sunday? You can but pray well, in your okay, own why, why don't you bring them to a mosque and let them become Muslims? Because you have as much interest in that. Well, I'm Catholic. I'm obviously not going to have them as Muslims, but I will bring them... Now, in, in, that's another point. I will bring them to a mosque. I'd love them to see lots of different places of worship. You know, I'd love them to know about religion, but I will, I will have them make their communion and make their confirmation, and I will have them baptised. And if I have any babies in the future, that baby will be baptised too, because I think it is nice to have kids who are part of something. I think if they, if they want but to... something that you're not even part of. That's but the I point believe I'm trying in to God. Make. I do believe in God, and I pray sometimes in my own head. If I'm nervous about something, like, oh dear God, please help me, or I'll pray to St. Anthony. It's hardly the same I know thing, it's hardly the same, just... but you don't need to go to church every Sunday. That's... Okay, D- David, uh, will you up your game where it comes to going to church and all of that? Up, up until yeah, I've, I've committed to that with and with my partner who who she has no she, she was raised a Catholic but um, has no belief whatsoever. So um, no, I, I've I've agreed to that, and it it was an opportunity that was afforded to me until I decided I didn't want to do it anymore, and I'll do the same thing with my kids. Okay, so that's your commitment. So you're taking it seriously, basically. And you, well, then you must accept the argument that your dad was putting forward, that there is a lot of hypocrisy here when it comes to... Uh, and in fact, I know when it came to communions, I spoke to a priest last week who was giving out yards about the fact that less than 2% of parents... Get a load of this. Less than 2% of parents who uh, bring their children forward for First Holy Communion... Uh, bothered to keep uh, keep their religious practice up after that. Less than two percent doesn't surprise me in the slightest. But I like I think that the, the hypocrisy kind of extends even a little bit to like all nearly every child you know celebrates Christmas and you know they can pick and choose which. Which are the Catholic bits or the, the religious bits that they like that are easy Although to celebrate? I, do, uh, that I, are easy I, I, to... I know of, of uh, non Christians living in Ireland that celebrate Christmas just because it's a long weekend. And, uh, because, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, in fact, I know of a Muslim family that actually put up a Christmas tree at Christmas time just because that's what you do when you're in Ireland. Um, it's not that they buy in for any any of the uh, religious celebrations, but they let you Yeah, it's just a nice thing. thing and it's a nice time of year. And, people are nicer to each other and and you know it's like I get it I do I, I completely get it but like I after the conversation with him and sitting down with my partner and having a child about it you know I I appreciate that okay my parents were very very religious and they they brought me through all the steps until I was probably around about 
15 or 16 and I, I was around about that stage that I I made my own decision on it and then that was that was it that was they didn't uh, their commitment to, like they still go they still go every single and week that's, and that's their you own know? call yeah absolutely you know um, right. he just didn't want that for me you know alright great to talk to you uh, David thanks very much indeed let's have a listen to uh, this WhatsApp voice note and please get involved in the conversation and send us a voice note to 85 2626 this is Sinead hi Adrian in my opinion I think it is hypocritical that's just my opinion I mean it's, it's up to others I suppose what they want to do but I wouldn't have I didn't baptise my son I wouldn't baptise him Um if my partner had a problem with that, I'd put my foot down on it. I feel very, very strongly. Um, one thing that hasn't been raised so far is I can't leave. I, I was baptised as a child, as most people of my age were in this country. Um, wasn't my choice, obviously. But I, I don't have a choice to leave the church. There's no formal way to leave the church. Um, I think that might be an interesting point in the discussion. Oh, is there not a formal way to leave the church? I never knew. I never knew that either. So if I, you know, if I want to, if I'm working for a company and I want to leave the company, I can just resign. I might have to work out notice. I'm sure if you joined another religion or if you became, you, can you do that? Can you just become well, another religion? I don't religion? know. Uh, That's actually, I'd love to hear from somebody who has changed religions. I know women um, who marry Muslim men often change to Islam. Mm. I'd love to speak to actually somebody who has and how it's done because I actually don't know what the process the process is. But are you still a member of the Catholic club unless you... Yeah, I don't know. But Sinead's message there, I'd love her to, if she's still listening, to write back and tell me, Sinead, do you celebrate Christmas? Do you buy turkey? Do you put up a Christmas tree? Do you buy Christmas presents? And don't say it's different because it's exactly the same thing. You are still no, celebrating. No, you're I just still mentioned a couple of minutes Christian. ago that I know of a Muslim family that put up a Christmas tree every year. That's only because they don't have their kids feeling left out. Well, whatever the reason. It's still a religious. Christmas is about the birth of Jesus. Jesus is a religious figure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a religious celebration. Okay. Do you? I, do, I don't have a crib, for example, in the house. I actually do have a crib. I actually do. Right. And actually, on that note, on, on Ash Wednesday, my son, on both of them, that he's been alive, he's had his ashes on Ash Wednesday. So I do, like, in terms of the big Did you bring things, him into the church and sat there for the Mass? Not the last time. It was outside in the car park. But um, the time before that, we brought him up just so he wouldn't sit. He was only one. But I brought him up to get his ashes. So, you know, there are things that I will do. I don't think, but I don't think it's fair to beat, beat on people for not going to church every Sunday and a lot of the people who are doing it are celebrating Christmas. So, like, get off your high horses. If you're that, if you're that against hypocrisy, don't celebrate Christmas. Okay, it's a lively conversation. 085-825-2626. Is it hypocritical to have your children uh, christened? We're uh, joined on the line now by uh, Neil. Neil, welcome to Opinions Matter. Is this hypocrisy? Is Katie a hypocrite? And I'm going to focus on her because she's getting her second ch- child christened in two weeks. I'm is back Ka- here. <laughs> is Katie a hypocrite for wanting to for getting her children uh, baptized when she doesn't participate in the church at all? Well, it's a weird one. Christmas. Katie was saying Christmas is about Jesus. Mm. Uh, last Christmas was all about LOL dolls. In my house. Yeah, well, uh, there you go. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, because kids don't really, they just want to know the presents. The adults want the turkey and the booze. There's, but is that not a result of, of the adults being hypocrites that the kids don't have a clue? This yeah, is, probably. This is my yes, point. Yes. These, these people are just as hypocritical as I seemingly am if they're celebrating Christmas. Well, 
it's a tricky one because I, you know, I was I was born in the eighties and we everyone was christened, everyone was confirmed whether you wanted to or not. Um, I asked I asked the priest, could I take the middle name of Hulk Hogan as my saint? He wouldn't let me. So things change now where there's choice. I think mm. social media and re- social media and religion are things kids should discover as they grow up. We shouldn't be forcing them on people. People do it for school prices. They think this baptism barrier is gone, when in reality it's still there. It's only It only disappears when a school is oversubscribed. And it's only 20% of our schools that are oversubscribed. There mm. is a world inside Dublin, you know what I mean? Um, so there is still a massive hold the church has on people. And Katie well, then I'm actually going to turn it to Adrian. Adrian, if anything, God forbid, happened to you tomorrow and your wife had to, you know, bury it, Mm. Send you off? Would you want to be? Would you want a funeral in a church? Well, I'd be gone at that stage. It wouldn't really make much difference <laughs> know, to me. But but, but, but I, I have known uh, people to have non-religious, non-religious funerals. Uh, yeah. Funerals, yeah, yeah, and they're actually becoming more and more of a thing. Would it be your preference? It, it could well be before I. It's something you consider. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Would you would you actively request if you were sick, God forbid, that you would not have a religious funeral? Well, I actually uh, officiated at a naming ceremony instead of a baptism. I've heard of that. Uh, for my wife's uh, niece and their uh, child. Uh, we had it. I, she wrote all the speech, and it's all about naming the child. No mention of God. I thought it was lovely. And they asked me to So it's completely non-religious. It. It's completely just, non-religious. It's just about like, yep. giving the child the name, and it's Correct. basically a special event. Yes, Okay. Um, and I actually have more respect for them for doing that the than I have for afterwards. other people who have had a, uh, a baptism that was just a piss-up for the parents. And that's what a lot of it is. Are you having a piss-up after the... Uh, well, restrictions, <laughs> Adrian, restrictions. Okay. No, but regardless of, you know, I would have had her christened before now, only the restrictions were much tighter. They're only starting to kind of relax them now. So she'll only be christened with one other child in our local church. And I'll have a few people back, immediate family, but there won't be the big... Like, we had Tykes christening in a hotel. Yeah, okay. So the only reason you're not doing that is because of restrictions. Yeah, but I'm not going to lie. I'm going to say there would have been a party. I had a big party for my son. And do you know what? When all this passes, maybe I will have a party eventually again for her to make up for it. But... Um, actually, Sinead got back to you there. I asked Sinead to go back about the Christmas. Oh, right, so okay. She's just so back to you there. Here's Sinead. Just a reply to, uh, to Casey, just asking the question about the Christmas tree. I do put up a Christmas tree, a Christmas I have done for the last four years since I had a child. My neighbours are Islam. They do as well. But try and explain to children why everyone else in the street has a tree up and you don't. I don't go to Mass. We don't talk about Jesus. We don't talk about any of the religious element of Christmas. It's just about a nice tree and some presents from Santi for us. There you go. It's as simple as that. And she's been very, very honorable. I know, but the bottom line is she's still celebrating a religious holiday. No, she's just enjoying the long bank holiday weekend. No, Christmas is a religious holiday. She's still celebrating, regardless of why she's doing it. Excuses don't matter. Okay, I'll give you another example. Uh, St. Patrick's Day in Ireland is to celebrate the patron saint of this country. Does anybody even know? My favourite day of the year. Yeah, because it's a piss off and it's Irish. And all all of that. But. Does anybody really care that it was? It's in honor of a man who brought Christianity to Ireland, allegedly. No. No, but then. No. Yeah, and I admit that's hypocritical. But I don't think giving excuses. You know, oh, we can't. My child wants it. My child wants this. We don't talk about like my child feels left out. Well, if your child is in school, seeing people making their communion and their confirmation, 
Are they going to feel left out then? Um, a lot of Christmas traditions, says this message from Gemma, were actually based on pagan rituals to celebrate the winter, winter solstice. So not a Catholic celebration about the birth of Jesus. You can celebrate uh, Christmas and not believe in Jesus or be part of the Catholic Church, not the same as baptizing a child. And, and, and I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, I am Muslim, says this message. Also do not celebrate Christmas or holidays like this with my family um, says that message uh, but as I said I, I, I know of Muslim families who don't necessarily celebrate Christmas but they lash up a Christmas tree uh, regardless you heard that lady a moment ago saying Hi, that the, the neighbour um, that the neighbour had the Christmas tree up and they're uh, Muslims and uh, this is uh, Adi is that right? Hi I'm good thanks Now what did you want to say on this? Um, just to say that um, I was Catholic and um, I was born and raised Catholic at the whole, um, well, baptism, communion, confirmation, and even went to church because my grandparents would bring me every Sunday because it wasn't my mom's thing, kind of like similar to there. But I converted to Islam when I was older because it just made more sense because as my parents were kind of the same. You can study different religions and you can decide mm. whatever one and we'll respect you like that. But um, to change your religion, you don't have to give written notice to the Catholic Church at all um, that I'm aware of. How did did you get out, for want of a better word? (laughs) Um, One, I I used to label myself a bad Catholic. I just, I I wouldn't go to church like when I was an adult and stuff like that because I just felt like it, it wasn't for the right reasons. I was going because I was kind of trying to do it for my family. It wasn't really for me. Okay, so, so, why, just, so why then, and at what age did you decide Islam might be, might be for you? Um, I actually decided when I learned um, at the age of 12, <laughs> which is really funny, um, when I learned about Islam in um, secondary school. But because I knew no one would really take me seriously, mm. I just I studied over the years. And then um, I decided when I was at 21, because I was afraid of what people would think. I decided when I was 21 to actually take my Shahada. And, um, Which is what? Explain that to me, me, Oh, yeah, sorry. And the Shahada is when you go to a mosque to change your religion, um, you just have to, um, in the company of two males, so two male Muslims, so it's usually the office staff in any of the mosques around Dublin or your local one. And then you say your Shahada, which is, I believe in one God, which is what um, what the Muslims believe, and mm-hmm. Muhammad is his last and final messenger. So you'd say that first in Arabic, and then you'd say that in whatever your national tongue is or mother tongue is, so for us, English. And that is it. You're accepted in this community, and they do classes and different things, and everything is step-by-step. Step. If you want to, well, you're not really supposed to eat pork or whatever, but if you were Catholic or something beforehand, like you eased off that stuff, you know what I mean? They don't just go you suddenly have to stop everything you ever did in your life. Okay, so, so, so this is fascinating. What was the reaction of uh, family and friends when at the age of 21, after having studied it right through your teenage years, uh, you told them all, I've become a Muslim? And uh, what's interesting about your conversation is, any other woman that I've ever spoken to in the past that converted to Islam was because of her husband or her boyfriend or whatever. It sounds yeah. to me like that's not the case with you at all. Oh, it really isn't the case. And it's um, sometimes embarrassing because people would be like, 
oh, you're Muslim and you're Irish, so where's your husband from? <laughs> so it's, it's really embarrassing to just be like, um, sorry, I'm, I'm not married or I didn't do this for them. And you kind of have to like point that out. So it is kind so, of... So what, um, what did family and friends say then when you became a Muslim? Oh, well, my mom, she was like, are you sure about it? Have you thought about it? But then she knows me because my personality is kind of like it. When I make up my mind, <laughs> my mind's made up. And um, I've obviously done the research and everything. So I was talking to her for... Like since I was 12 and even my grandparents, they, as I said, they used to bring me to church every Sunday and I even sang in the choir and everything. So I was a big part of the Catholic church, but it just, it wasn't for me and they, they knew and, that. And, and did they accept that? Um, well, sadly my grandparents had passed before I made the decision. Um, but my mother like welcomed me with open arms and like, it was like, if you're sure about it, but you do have to be aware that because of big issues around terrorism and the wrong information or people just not even getting the correct information about Islam and Muslims that like you are kind of opening yourself to different threats and stuff like that so that's the only element of it she was worried about say when I walk outside with a hijab whether or not you know people would say say things to me Mm. or whatever and it's really strange even as a um, a Irish like (laughs) pale as anything I still walk down the street and get told to go back to my own country oh really okay so did you change your name um I see that's optional so you don't have to change your name but I chose the name Adia which is um keeper of promises because it meant something to me because at the age of 12 I promised myself I would become Muslim and show them. It wasn't just a phase. Okay, so you left left behind whatever your uh, original name was, did you? Well, I kind of, instead of, you know the way in Catholic religion or Christian religion, you have a middle name that is on your baptism, like a baptism Mm. name. I actually honoured the name my mom gave me, which is Julie, and actually put that as my middle name instead, because we don't really do middle names, so it's kind of Adia Julie now, so right, okay, it's still respecting good. the name my mother kind of gave me. Okay. So. It's fascinating, and like I yeah. said, you're one of the very first predominantly women that I've ever spoken to who converted to Islam just all of your own volition without any influence from anybody else. And I really hope that I'm not the last um, furnace, so... And one of the things that I, I said to uh, our Katie earlier on, I mean, uh, uh, listening to uh, Adia, I have to say, you you sell it very well, Adia. I know you're not trying to, but even uh, yeah, <laughs> even indirectly, uh, you yeah. you have me thinking, God, that might be worth a, a try uh, or at least exploring. Well, even if it, even if you're not interested in changing your religion or anything like that, just even educate yourself on what the actual beliefs are because mm. we still do the whole like we still believe in Mary and Jesus and everything but the only difference really is that we don't believe Jesus is the son of God but we do still honour him yes and the as family being, as being a prophet stuff. in the past yes yeah of course and then the Old Testament and even parts of the Torah the Jewish books so um, a lot of people actually don't know that and they're not aware of that. And so, can I ask you one final question because I do find the conversation yeah, you can ask fascinating. Me whatever. <laughs> um, in fact, I do a whole show on you. Um, <laughs> in terms of the religion itself, and you, you mentioned even yourself that sometimes it doesn't get uh, particularly great press. Now, have mm-hmm. you been welcomed with open arms uh, uh, converting to uh, Islam 
And are you treated, because this is one of the things that a lot of people uh, believe, are you treated any differently being a woman to the way in which a man is treated within the church? No, no I'm not at all. Um, in the mosque even, there is um, there is the male staff and everything, so you'd have to kind of do your shahad in front of them. But there's also sisters at the mosque, and you're but usually put in touch with just, them. Say, for example... So you communicating with women all the time. <laughs> say, for example, one thing I noticed on, on the few occasions I visited a mosque is that uh, women had to be at the back and men were at the front, and there was a smaller area out the back. Uh, oh, where, yeah, I can see how that looks. But um, the real reason behind that is so the women aren't distracting the men. Okay, and, yeah, I know that's... And, and, um, and then another experience that we had, myself and my wife were in, uh, where were we, in Abu Dhabi, and there's a massive mm-hmm. big mosque in Abu Dhabi, and we went to visit it, and she had to cover up from head to toe, and myself and my brother-in-law were walking around in shorts without any problem at all. Now, that seems a bit odd as well, is it not? Yeah, see, there's a big thing as well in like Islam, is people mix culture with the actual religion of Islam like women are only told to dress modestly and cover their hair um, so that's why it varies say in Pakistan they don't like some choose not to wear um, hijabs or wherever you are so it's like some parts it's culture more than the actual like Quran and following the Quran and the actual teachings of Islam mm. so um, it's really difficult to actually differ between the culture of that country that you're in and actual religion itself. So, and just one final question. Will you go to Mecca at some stage in your life or have you been already? I hope so. I really hope so. Um, I haven't been there um, at the moment and because of everything, it's actually close to um, anyone outside of the actual country because of mm. COVID restrictions. But, but um, yeah, there's well, a, yeah. Yeah, I have to say, Adia, anyway. it's fascinating. And like I said, you're one of the very first people I've ever spoken to that voluntarily, as a woman, converted to uh, Islam. And I know somebody just uh, messaged us a second ago to say Sinead O'Connor converted to Islam. But Sinead O'Connor... Oh, yeah, I did it before her. Yeah, but Sinead, <laughs> Sinead, Sinead O'Connor also thought she was the Pope or whatever. Uh, she was a priest. She was a self-appointed priest a number of years ago. So anyway, uh, lovely to talk to you, Adia. Uh, no problem. Thanks very much for talking to us on Opinions Matters. She lovely now. I was going to ask her about Ramadan. Oh, oh about Ramadan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ramadan. Has she my done Ramadan yet? And how did she find us? Oh, I've done. Yeah, I've done Ramadan every year. Um, even my eldest son now, he has um joined me like the last year just gone. Yeah. And um, we do the Eids as well. Um, he doesn't do it when he's in school because, like personally, um, like they don't have to do it till they're they've reached puberty and so on and so forth. And then the younger ones under age ten don't have to do any of it at all until nice. they're obviously older. So um. Again, you can do half days and stuff. Like, um, it's really great as well. Like so, I said, fasc- then- fascinating talking to you. Thanks very much indeed, Adia. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there you go. And let me just squeeze in uh, one last call on this conversation. And the, and the conversation that we've been having is about the hypocrisy of parents to get their children uh, christened um, as opposed to not, if they're not religious, that is. And Katie, listening to Adia... Oh no, I have to commend her. She's like, do you know, she So why not get the kids involved in that? It sounds great. Because that's for her, it's not for me. How do you know you haven't tried? Because I'm happy the way things are for me at the moment. I say fair play to her for, you know, doing what she wanted to do and she's she's fascinating to listen to her story is amazing, but it's not something I personally would be interested in. Okay. Uh we'll uh, squeeze in one last call. And that's you, Niall. Welcome to Opinions Matter. Hi. 
Niall, we were uh, talking about the hypocrisy. We heard from a lady who was brought up as a Catholic and was quite involved in the church and then converted to Islam of her own free will and choice. You believe that it is indoctrination, plain and simple, to get children baptised at a young age? It is. Absolutely. Because once you're in, you're in. There's no getting out of it. Well, we just heard a lady that did get out of it. Yeah, hang on. And it's not by choice. So it's... It's not, you know, it's not, um, the child did not go up to be, didn't want to be a Catholic or anything. And in fact, a a comparison that I want to just uh, throw to Katie for one second, Uh, your child is seven and you enroll your child in the local GAA club to play uh, Gaelic football. And uh, a couple of weeks later, the child says, no, I've no interest in this. And you say, no, you're staying in it. You're a member now. You have to stay a member. I would never, ever force my child to do something that not happen. But but you're doing exactly that. if he comes to me, I would like Tide and Clodagh when she's old enough to try everything. Swimming, football, everything. If they don't like it, they don't have to do it. It's the same. But with you're, this. you're enrolling them in something but this that you haven't them. you haven't actually given them any say in. You're going on there, and, like, and, and sorry, Niall, I think that's the point you're making, isn't it? Yes, and I'm saying this. I've said this time and time again, so many times that under sixteen shouldn't be allowed to join any religion. But Niall is making it nearly yeah. like you're putting your kids into prison. I mean, nobody is forcing you to practice religion. You can just, you know, stop practicing. Not until you're 16. Not until you're 16. Okay, so therefore you, so you're you would, you would have res- You would have respect for uh, Adia, who's on a couple of minutes ago, who at the age of 21 converted to Islam. You would have more respect for that because she was a grown adult. Yes. Do you celebrate Christmas now? No. Do you, you don't? You don't at all? No. If you had no. kids, would you let them celebrate Christmas? Uh, it's their choice. Oh, so uh, but you I would not let them celebrate Christmas until they're 16, I'm assuming? Uh, yeah, I want. I don't think that any anybody should be allowed to join any religion until they're 16. Because as of right now, you are an adult until you're 16. You're not an adult until you're 16. You, uh, you get your adult rights at 16. So did you celebrate Christmas growing up? I was brought in to, um, I had a, a, my grandmother was Catholic, religious. So you were, as you would say, you were indoctrinated. I was indoctrinated. And what about now? No. You don't celebrate Christmas at all. You close your blinds. There's no trees. There's no turkey. There's no presents for loved ones. There's nothing. We don't, a lot of the time, whatever religion is, we usually are just, here under the day it's not we don't have a tree or presents or anything like that and for Easter you'd never eat an Easter egg or oh, well, that's only a, a, a egg, egg of chocolate, chocolate. Yeah, but it's still chocolate. hang on the, the Easter bunny is meant to drop your Easter eggs still, is there such listen, things the Easter bunny Easter eggs are still there because Easter it was when Jesus rose from the dead it's okay religious. so uh, uh, Niall no. do, do you have children yourself no I don't okay if and when you have children yourself uh, will you be indoctrinating them into a church or will you be allowing them to decide for themselves? I would say, I would tell them not until they're 60. Okay, so no, you won't be indoctrinating them into any church. Niall, thanks very much indeed yeah. for uh, your call. We really thanks, appreciate bye. it. Um, yeah, I mean, 
very mixed opinions on that one. Yeah. yeah. Even on Facebook, like there's, it's, it's even very heated here on Facebook. Somebody agrees with me anyway. Who, who, who is Stephen this Stephen Riley here on Facebook <laughs> says Katie is correct. I don't think wait until the child is 16 to let them make up their own minds. I think it's nice to give them something. If they want to leave, it's not prison. They don't have to go to church. They don't have to believe in Jesus or God. So what's the they point in the first place? They don't have to pray place? because you're starting them in something. It's, it's, it's and, and just listening to, to Adia, I have to say, I have the utmost respect oh, so for her because I. she thought about it long and hard as somebody who was maturing. And when she got... <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, I'm choking here. When she got to 21... She said, right, yeah, this Islam thing is for me. Did she say about her kids, what her kids are? Uh, yeah, I think she said her children celebrate Eid and all of that, yeah. So yeah. she's taking the decision herself, but at the same time, she's also putting the decision to become Islam. To revert, well, she's not on the line Islam. now, so I can't I know, but she's also question. put the, oh, I'm just wondering, you know... No, I'm sure uh, the feeling I got from talking to her, I'm sure when our children are of a certain age, if they want, yeah, they will decide for themselves. Yeah. Anyway, thank you very much indeed for all of your opinions. Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Loud app.